This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Hey, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, how are you? I'm good, Gary, how are you? Very good. Thank you for calling me. Thanks for the interest. So, um, I don't know how much you've, uh, you've been apprised of the story I'm working on. I, I, have a, I have a good sense. I also, weirdly, without knowing the timing where we got together, got into a little bit of a Twitter conversation last night. So, I'm very, uh, I'm aware of what we're talking about and I'm, uh, I've been paying attention very closely for a very long time. Oh, great. So yeah, that was kind of a funny timing with that too. Um, You know, if you were given, if Mike Trout came into your office and said, you know, I want you to make me a household name, I want you to make me Twitter famous, um, what would you, I would start with a series of questions for about 15 to 20 minutes because you have to reverse engineer someone who's actually busy and famous. You have to reverse engineer their DNA. So for example, Mike could have those ambitions yet may feel uncomfortable in being out there because he may think it's bragging because that's just his DNA. And I would explain, fine, maybe the format that we need to put you in is a podcast where you feel more comfortable because you're shooting the shit with friends and that's how we're gonna be able to create content. Some people are super comfortable Uh running around Earth taking selfies and that's where they create content. Other people, look, look at myself. I'm busy. I'm running an actual company that's big. I don't, even though I have a huge audience and have made myself quote unquote big, by having somebody film me at all times to create content to be distributed. So the first thing that has to happen is there's a very big DNA trait difference in all these people. I would try to figure out how to create content in a world where he was comfortable in doing that because most people feel like they don't have the time or ironically, even though they're in the public eye, don't like it for many different reasons. Skeletons in the closet, not their DNA trait, they were taught to be humble by their grandpa. Like there's a million reasons why. But it would, I would ask him a series of questions that put me in a situation that allowed me to create content out of, and, and preferably in video form, which would then feed written and audio form in the way that I think about it. If you can, you know, sort of walk me through what personality traits align with, with what format? I think the more extroverted you are, the more video, vlogging, or having actually somebody follow you around with a camera, which takes a lot of, (laughs) a lot of uh, internal understanding to be okay with that because it could come across, you know, like being a charlatan or, you know, um, you know, it's a real personality trait, which I have a lot of empathy. You know, when I started doing that three years ago, I knew that it was gonna be like frowned upon but now it's happening at scale on YouTube. In its most basic form, extrovert, video and pictures, introvert, it's being recorded behind the scenes, manifesting as audio and written. How much do you work with, with particular individuals and how much do you work with brands? 
So we work more with brands at VaynerMedia and I do, but with individuals, okay. we have a division called Vayner Talent where we have 12, 13 clients that we do this with. Um, and, uh, and then as a human being, I'm spending quite a bit of time with awfully famous individuals off the record in giving them my points of view on how they could do better on social is how they say it, but it's far more holistic than that. It's being a media entity. When you're working with brands, is there a type of brand that you see perhaps aligning with Mike Trout you know, and, and his characteristics as an athlete and a person? You know, whether it's performance-based because he's a super athlete or, back to the point of it, he's so not out there or super extroverted, I'm sure law firms and banks and insurance companies and, you know, professional service companies would love to have a clean-faced, clean record, super athlete, you know, nice boy be the face of their brand. Especially in a sport like baseball where, you know, there's not as much focus on the individual as there is in the NBA, um, where you have someone whose personality is not obviously outsized, it's a heavier lift. Um, has that been true in your experience? I think that that is way, I think you just walked into the much, much, much bigger problem at hand for baseball. Um, uh-huh. I don't believe that that is a product of anything other than the way Major League Baseball has handled themselves versus the NBA. I mean, Reggie Jackson had a candy bar in 1977. Let's not get confused what's happening here. What's happening here is that Major League Baseball a decade ago decided to make short-term economics by creating BAM, their media group, so that they can control all the short-term dollars at the detriment of being everywhere where people are and building up their individuals. They've, they've, uh-huh. they've suffocated the creativity in a digital environment over the last decade. There's plenty of personalities in baseball. The, the way that the teams have to do their creative in social media and the way that you can't find any baseball content on the internet unless Major League Baseball is making a piece of that action through their accounts has created a culture of suppression of of personal brands. I mean, literally to the point of a fan of Colton Wong creating content on Instagram potentially is gonna be taken down by Major League Baseball. Yeah. Steph Curry was built not only by Steph Curry and by the NBA, Steph Curry was built by the fans creating content of Steph Curry in the trenches where attention actually is. There was plenty of interest in Derek Jeter and A-Rod in real life. Bryce Harper is loaded with everything that you'd be interested in. It's suppressed out of him systematically. So if you were commissioner for a day, what would you change about the league's approach to digital? I would open up the communistic point of view dramatically and have far more partnerships and leeway with the, with the actual audience and I would disproportionately be petrified that six to 13 year olds in America consider Messi, Ronaldo, LeBron Curry and Ninja the Fortnite player way more famous than any single baseball player on earth. That is going to play itself out in an extremely negative way in a 40 year window. 
and like every other business on earth, baseball decided to treat digital for short-term money instead of long-term IP and success and brand. I mean, the thing is, like, I think about baseball fandom as, oh, it gets passed down, you know, from fathers to sons, and you root for, yep. you know, a particular yep. team. Yep. And, and if that skipped a generation, or if that is skipping a generation, uh, you know, is that salvageable? Uh, it's not. They're gonna take the short term, they're gonna take the short, it's funny how I think about short term. I was literally about to say, they take the short term loss, which is actually a 30 year window. It's salvageable if they start now with you know fathers and sons, mothers and daughters interested in baseball, having the ability to pass it on in a YouTube, Snapchat, app, you know, how they, baseball said, you're gonna consume us the way we baseball want not the way yeah. you want. And the problem for them is, it was great for the short term, you know, and it looked great, like they're making all this money, but what they did was fundamentally destroyed the, the 50 year window of their sport in a real way. People are unbelievably naive how this is gonna play out. It's an incredible sport to take the family out for the day, that's nice. So is soccer during the same time of year. Like this is not gonna work out for baseball in a 50 year window and it starts with, do you care? And, and I think that the answer is no, I do not believe so. I, I couldn't be more down on baseball 35 years from now based on what they're doing now. Kids are not growing up with baseball cards like they did. Their attention's in different places. There's new alternatives. Like everyone's like, well, it's a great summer night. Well, guess what? Do you know what every eight to 13 year old in America's doing on summer nights right now? They're staying inside and playing Fortnite. Yeah. So I don't care that you're good for the outside. If nobody's going outside, you're finished. And guess what? I think people need a history lesson. Boxing and horse racing were the most popular sports along with baseball in this country in 1920, 30, and 40. And they were radio sports. That's why. And then television came along and football and basketball were television sports. And guess what? They benefited. And guess what? Now we're in a digital world and that's who's gonna benefit, aka esports, aka things like the NBA that understand how to manipulate it. And you know who's gonna lose? Baseball. You know why? Because they make an extra hundred million dollars in little pennies and nickels in ads on their channels that they rev share with YouTube or Facebook, yet nobody's going there and it's not cultural and nobody gives a crap. And then classic NHL that's always been bad decides to sign up with BAM. I mean, talk about a sport that's barely holding on to relevance. And so what they did, what they did was literally go into the same drug and sign up with BAM Media, which is devastating to me because I adore hockey. Super hard to get excited about something if you can't see it. And I don't want to hear like, well players have accounts on social, they sure do. But when the team's content is sucked into being controlled by the organization, like it doesn't fester a culture. The Padres don't have a culture of creating content that's really progressive because it's part of the BAM machine. So they're right. sucking off the teeth of BAM and, there's, and so then all of a sudden if there's not a culture inside the organization, well the players don't feel a natural kinship towards that. Right. And, and it's crazy because baseball's super culture. Matt Kemp dated Rihanna. Like they have nothing right. but ammo culturally. You know what I mean? No, and I think, I mean, they've certainly succeeded and I mean, maybe there's some pushback, but I, I do think baseball has succeeded in making it seem like the player's problem as opposed to the league's problem. 
So to me, that's a really great, uh, great conversation because anytime a leader says their employees are at fault, they're in the beginning of the process of the end. Yeah. The, the utter lack of accountability is laughable. Baseball took the money in the short term in digital and they destroyed the long term value of the entire thing because of it. The end. And I will be historically correct. I cannot wait to read your article in 37 years and say, see, this is what I said. Do you think though, even in that climate, there's a way for players to yes. break through as yes, personalities? I do. Yes, of course I do. But it is so much more in the vested interest of the teams than it is for the players. The players are there for three to 12 years. The teams are trying to do it in perpetuity. But what you had yeah. was a bunch of old owners take the cash. Because when, right. you're, when you're owned by 32 people that are of the ages of 59 as the youngster to 92, you take the short-term economics. Please understand my energy. I'm angry at the owners for not holding up the sanction of baseball for the long term for their selfish short-term financial wants. So yes, do I think Aaron Judge could do anything and everything? Of course I do. But I do think, maybe because I am a CEO and, and like being a leader, that you need to create the environment for people to flourish. And I do right. not believe baseball has done that digitally, contemporarily, or you know, the end. I mean, what, what's baseball doing about it? What, what, what are they doing with all the, what, what, where is all that money going? Aaron Judge makes a lot of money, a lot, a lot. And he can hire a social media person. Cool. The Dodgers make a lot of money. Where's it going? Yeah. Like, where is it going? And so the utter lack of investment in the long-term IP of the asset you own only speaks to my confidence in my bravado on this subject matter. And by the way, here's the point of this. There'll be plenty of people that read this or watch this that are gonna disagree with me because you don't see it happening until it's too late. Right. People are gonna tweet at me and be like, Gary, you're an idiot, attendance is up. Okay, <laughs> guess what? Most companies that go out of business have their best year before the beginning of the end. Toys right. R Us, when I was saying Toys R Us was out of business, people shit on me left and right because they pointed to the numbers of the sales. I was like, that's cute, but you don't understand that they're not positioned for the future. Let's talk real life. If you're an 86 year old owner and, you, and if you're even smart enough to realize what's happening and you're saying, but yeah, but I'm making so much more economics on the digital rights and my kids aren't gonna be left with this anyway because of the way tax is work and inheritance tax and so I'm gonna leave this bag on the next dumb dope. That's really what's happening. Mm -hmm. The 88 year old owner is saying, I don't give a fuck about the angels. I care about me and, and I care right. about my kids but I'm not gonna leave it to them anyway because they can't pay the inheritance tax so they're gonna sell it, right? Yeah. And I just don't care about baseball in 2063. I genuinely believe that's what's happening with the, and listen carefully, with the most intelligent of owners. The dopey owners don't even realize it's happening because they so disrespect where the attention of the consumer actually is. Why did wrestling get big in the 80s? Because Vince McMahon knew where the kids' attention was and if you put wrestling on Saturday morning and if you put wrestling on MTV, then people care. All that the internet is now 
Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, podcast, that is MTV. I think there are a lot of baseball writers whose, whose retort is sort of along the lines of, well, if you, if you can't appreciate what's so great about Mike Trout, then hell with you anyway. That's great, that's what everybody says before they go out of business. Right. Right. If you don't love my product, well then you're an idiot. Cool. The market is always right. I I massively appreciate. I'm a, do you know how big of a boxing fan I am? Like it's called the uh-huh. sweet science. It is one of the most fascinating things for me to watch, right? Here's the problem. Yeah. When it all went pay-per-view and nobody could see it on free TV, everybody lost the appreciation because they didn't see it. There's a very specific reason soccer's happened in America more that's ever had before. It's called FIFA the video game and it's called English Premier League games are actually on television in the morning on Saturday. Yeah. It's, this is not complicated. This is what I do for a living. It's called attention. And Major League Baseball has absolutely dropped the ball over the last decade on attention and they will feel the ramifications over the next half century. <laughs> We've gotten a little bit away from Mike Trout. But I think to your point, I think you can sense it, it's, super important because it's not about Mike Trout because then you can absolutely make this a very narrow argument about one man's personality. This is, yeah. this is epidemic. This is how do we get to this moment? Because I'm sure you agree with me that you know there are tons of guys in the league that have nothing. I mean, do you know how much money I could make Aaron Judge just on the gap in between his two front teeth from a business standpoint? <laughs> I just, but you need you need to make that, you know, you need to make that culture. Jose Altuve is five foot five. Like everything that everybody says to why, you know, why Steph Curry is so culturally amazing because everybody feels they can be him. Jose Altuve is a Latino who's five foot five. That is unbelievably at scale in America, right? Yeah. I mean, these are these are ridiculous conversations. You know, Matt Kemp dates models. Like, there's plenty of things to be done. Javier Baez has more personality in his left pinky than most athletes in America. (laughs) Right. Right? I mean, that hasn't even gotten into the fact that 38% of these dudes are strikingly handsome and if you just take their shirt off and put it on Instagram, lots of good shit will happen. The thing is, like, and it did cross my mind when I was when I was conceiving of this story because they said, "Well, okay, so Trump's not famous, but then really, like, if you look around the game, maybe Harper and and Justin Verlander because he dates Kate Upton or I guess married Kate Upton are famous, but I don't really know. You know, David Ortiz was famous; he's retired. It, yeah, it's and, hard and, to see. Yeah, and, and meanwhile. You've got, you've, you've got so much, look, when we're, we're having a marketing discussion, not an on the field discussion, right? One of the best baseball players in the world plays in Boston and his name is Mookie. Yeah. Like, like, like you know, like there's so much, Scooter Gannett is Scooter, nice, nice guy in a nice <laughs> market. There's so much to do with him. I mean, look, I really know baseball. Like this is not, I'm not pontificating from No, I know. If you know Scooter Jeanette, you know baseball. I, I drafted Scooter Jeanette two years ago when he got cut by the Brewers because I knew how good of a prospect he was. Like, I really ah. know baseball. 
Like I really know baseball. I'm not even talking about culturally. But like you give me Manny Machado, forget about getting traded to the Dodgers and now he's in LA. You give me him in Baltimore, I'll make him a real celebrity. I've made myself a bigger celebrity than these guys. I'm a 42 year old businessman. Let's talk about another thing. Back to, you know, uh, uh, whether it's Segura or whether it's, um, you know, Baez or, or, or Altuve um, or Eddie Rosario who's exploding. Another guy I drafted three years ago, by the way, for a dollar yeah. in my fantasy league. I mean, <laughs> America has never been more Latin, has never been more Latino, Hispanic, has never been more, especially at the youth, and baseball is the most. Hispanic Latino in our country. This is a, they're not putting out content where people actually live and that's it, it's as simple as that. They don't have a culture of it. They, they took the short game and they will pay the price. Can I throw another thing at you because I think it adds to the Mike Trout conversation because yeah, it, it, it uses Bryce Harper who I think is always the fun kind of, right? That's the fun conversation with those two. Um, right. I mean, would you not agree with this? I believe baseball as a platform has sucked the star power and charisma out of Bryce Harper that he naturally came in with. Uh, explain, explain more. Sure, let's think about Bryce Harper's personality six or seven years ago. I think people are gonna talk about, well he grew up and that's why he's not acting as, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right, I say not true, I say he's been suppressed by the culture of? I think, I think that's possible, although again, that's something where you don't know whether that's coming from the leagues or from the clubhouses. I, I, could, I, could, clubhouse. I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. You could have yeah. a 41-year-old catcher that puts a hand on the kid and says, yo kid, shut the fuck up, right? I have right. a funny you feeling. I have a funny feeling if Major League Baseball had a culture where a 41-year-old catcher could make $300,000 off the field because he's a personality, that you would see things change systematically. Yeah. And so I'm with you. I think I, I as you can tell, I'm not naive to this. This is something I'm very passionate about and know a lot of the nuances. I'm speaking to it's Major League Baseball as the organization's requirement to create a culture of fame and fun and contemporary executions that would then over time trickle down to. Uh-huh. It's so funny because I, I was uh, at the game yesterday in an elevator with Rob Manfred. I wish I had just, uh, I wish I had talked to you before. <laughs> <laughs> You were, I mean, look, listen, I have unbelievable amounts of respect for the point of view. I just unbelievably disagree. And, right. and he is the employee of owners, so he runs the company line. But yeah. it is very clear that they took the short money and ran with it, and they will be the generation that made baseball culturally irrelevant. Well, and, and this is a little bit a little bit off, but perhaps relevant, you know, I, I remember I, an old boss of mine used to kind of make the argument that the, the whole steroid saga was such a mistake because it resulted in the commissioner and ownership 
demonizing the biggest stars of the game um, and and making them into pariahs um, and and consequently maybe you see you know baseball in the two examples that you just said and it's an interesting thought and I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about it so uh, as you can see I'm passionate when I've thought a lot and I get a little more quiet but if, let's say we agreed, after, and I'm gonna let that marinate for a month and I'll text you and be like, you were right. I, okay. Let's say we agree. You know what that speaks to? Another example when baseball's not taking on its responsibility and throwing it on the player. Yesterday, right. it's the player's fault that he's not more famous. I need him to tango with me. Are you kidding me with the steroid era? You're absolutely right, actually. It didn't take me very long to marinate. They threw their players <laughs> under the, they threw their players under the bus. I want one common sense individual to sit down with me and tell me they didn't know what was going on. Right. Here's my here's my problem. Parents love to shit on millennials without recognizing they're the ones who created them. Yeah. The utter lack of accountability against their own stars is Devastating to me. Baseball's very good at not taking on accountability. It's time it does, and they better move quickly because very quickly people are going to be watching video game players throw swords at each other instead of baseballs and hitting with bats. Very quickly. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's already happened. Now it's can they start the process of unwinding it? Because the days of yeah. the days of baseball cards in your bike spokes are over. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it's absolutely true. And it's just like, if they can't make, if they can't make a generation of young players it's over. talented and it's over. distinctive. It's over. Yeah. It's over. And, and, and you know what? For them, you know, the audacity to make Mike Trout the part of the conversation when he's everything you'd ever want. Right? Right. Like, my great goal in life is Mike Trout is the kind of guy my daughter marries. So the fact right. that they're willing to go, like, is, have we gotten to that place where, where now that's who they're willing to subtly throw under the bus? Because don't get it twisted. That's exactly what he did yesterday. Yeah. No, I, and like, I mean, I'm just thinking now, you know, I, if you've ever spent any time around like Francisco Lindor or something, and, you know, I've probably talked to the guy 15 minutes total in my life, but how is that guy not, you know, You're preaching. The, You're preaching. And guess what? It, it's it's a, baseball's job when fucking LeBron's there during their World Series run to get LeBron with Lindor in a picture yeah. and all over social media. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster is doing a better job hacking culture than the entire Major League Baseball machine. Where's, yeah. where's the money going? They're not reinvesting in their business. They're sucking it dry and they will pay the price. Yep. Period, end of story. Period, end of story. Every other conversation is the micro and is fundamentally irrelevant to the actual thing that's happening. Yeah. Cool, I gotta go. Yeah, this was awesome, man. Thank, Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Take care. All right, bye. That's a lesson for everybody <laughs> in everything in life. <laughs> what up, podcast people? 
obviously you listen to shit, so I know a ton of you are not familiar with my Monday to Monday playlist that I update every Monday with Mike Boyd on my Spotify. Go check it out. What is my Spotify? Spotify slash Gary V? Yeah, Gary VE, right? You'll see it. It's called Monday to Monday. Search your Spotify and Apple. Uh, Apple and Spotify playlists. Uh, Monday to Monday. Oop, this is me. I gotta go. See you. bye. <laughs>